Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. hip 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 powder donut <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hey now. It's a Hey Now Howard podcast, the only fan podcast dedicated to the king of all media, Howard Stern, and all things Howard Stern show. Coming to you from Hollywood, California, I'm Daniel Coyne. My name is Tyler Cortad, and today we're going to be talking about the people in the room. So, what I meant by that was the people that were actually in the recording studio with Howard during the shows. Uh, obviously, it's evolved and changed over the last few years. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's always started with Howard, Fred, and Robin. That's right. the that's the big three. Um, the, Jackie. Jackie was the first person to kind of have that comedian chair. They, they created the Jackie chair for, for Jackie. Um, then when Jackie left, it went to Artie. Artie. And Artie was fantastic. We both love Artie. And then when Artie left, it went to Benji. And nobody. And when Benji well, left, I think the, even I think Artie and Benji were kind of at the same time. Benji, Benji was in the was studio. Some You're right. Weird role. Benji was there in studio while Artie was there. And then when Artie left, Benji kind of took over Artie's role as well. And then Benji just was late and could not get there on time. And so Howard kicked him out. And now it's back to just Howard, Fred, and Robin. So we're going to kind of go through the progression of all of that. Uh, but yeah, starting with... Actually, we should just start it whenever it was just Howard, Fred, and Robin. It was basically Fred... Who was the source of all of the, you know, anytime Howard needed someone to bounce off of, Fred had to take over a lot of responsibilities at that point in the early days. Robin as well. You, I mean, even just watching the movie Private Parts, they all were in on the games. They all had to do bits. They all had to do impressions, uh, as good or bad as they may have been. But like that, that was that was the big three that they and Jackie as well eventually. But in the beginning, it was the three of them. Yeah, and I think Fred was definitely involved with a ton of songs and extra bits for the show, which you'll still hear his voice on some bits, but a lot now they'll have some other writers or staff members do a lot of the pre-recorded bits or the voices, but Fred was definitely always and still is a huge influence on the 
recorded bits of pre the pre stuff that they do. And then Robin's always been that co host, you know, that um person for Howard to have a conversation with, bounce ideas off of, be a contrarian, be the female in the room. Uh, definitely brings her own perspective and has been an awesome co-host adding her own comedy and ultimately just her laughter she's got a great laugh bounces off of Howard's jokes well but then we get into Jackie yeah when Jackie um, came in everything changed you know I mean mean, even like stuttering John those guys were in the studio a lot he's had a lot of guys throughout the years that had heavy influence in the show that are no longer there right but as far as like being that uh, you know a constant force in the studio, Jackie was the first one that came in as that fourth member, as he liked to call it. They were like the Beatles, <laughs> which was a funny you know thing that they always talk about the how he referenced them. But Jackie was that fourth guy that came in, and he was the first one that was a, a comedian, you know, in a comedy right. show that was surrounding three people that weren't traditional comedians Jackie was the first one that came in as a comedy writer and a comedian you know right. and he, that changed had a lot of things had a history and stand up right and had and his own career going exactly and and I think that's what changed the show in a sense because the person in that, cha- that chair since Jackie has had that role you know what I mean? The person that's in the studio since Jackie has had to kind of fulfill the, you know, the the constant comedy comedian role of the show in a sense of, um, and I think a lot of things that the audience doesn't even see is just writing one-liners, writing lines to send to Howard, passing notes to Howard. And I think Jackie did that a lot. I think Artie did that a lot. And I know Benji did that a lot. Uh, but I think that started with Jackie. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Jackie ultimately is kind of the case study for the group, too, of being the kind of butt of the joke of what happens when you fall away from the Stern show or think that you are bigger than, you know. Jackie thought he was going to come out to where we are now, Hollywood, and punch up scripts. Punch up scripts! (laughs) 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 Ultimately, that didn't work out so well, so... No. I think Howard also didn't work for me either, to. Jackie. Don't feel bad. <laughs> I think Howard also likes to bring that up: is that yeah, these guys are funny, they have talent, but also don't try to step outside and don't try to be bigger than you are, because ultimately this show is basically your peak of your career. Or <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's what it's been for already. Right. That's what it's been for Jackie. Even if it looked like maybe at the time they were going to on to bigger and better things ultimately that seed is, is its own prestige do you think that that's valid do you think that there's do you think that Howard instills that in them and that's why that doesn't you know become anything or do you think that that's just because that's the extent of the talent that's in that room what I'm asking basically is do you think Jackie had the talent to go out and actually make something of himself in Hollywood? Or did Howard's kind of shadow or gloom of him leaving the show uh, affect his success? You know what I mean? Right. No, I know what you mean. And, and you could say the same thing for Artie. You know, ultimately, that was his 
Even though he's on Mad TV, he yeah. was on. Well, he already had a little more up. success than Jackie did, I think, before prior to joining the show. Right? Like, I mean, Artie was a little more known before joining the show than Jackie was prior to him joining the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was on Dirty Work. He was on Mad TV. Mad TV. He was he was pretty established comedian at that point. But who knows? I mean, Howard may put out the the word of basically blackball these guys. You know, Howard's strong enough to say, like, he could pretty much put a put a damper on Jackie. I mean, look what happened with Sutter and John. He made him into a joke when he left to go work for Jay Leno. And then yeah. I think he was on the Jay Leno show for, like, ten weeks or something like that. And then they switched up staff. Do you think there's staff. something to that? I think there is. Ultimate, I mean, he's the king of all media. I think he right. puts out word out there. I think he might even do it just by just by him doing what he does on the air. Like say the stuttering John thing, for instance. Uh, you know, he goes to Jay Leno, and just by Howard making it known that that's fucked up, making a joke, making out of a him. joke out of him, being like, right. "This guy, let's play his uh, audition tape over and over again. Let's just fucking." Let's beat this thing into the ground. Which in that particular example sucks because even Howard said he took what anyone would have. He took way more money. Ultimately, Howard was upset with Jay Leno, but it it manifested itself into making a clown out of Sutter and John because it was hilarious audition tape of him auditioning for The Tonight Show. And But yeah, I think there is something to that that Howard doesn't want to see these guys be a success. He makes a con. He still jokes about Jackie, you know, punching up scripts in Hollywood and what he wouldn't be, what he should have been if he would have stuck around. Right. So well, I don't think that he wants to see them succeed once they step outside the studio. What's interesting is Jackie and Benji, who I know are a little are separated, you know, from the Artie uh, position in there. But they both share very similar characteristics in the sense that Jackie wanted to go on and do his own thing, and he actually did. But Benji talks about wanting to go on and do his own thing, but never actually has. You know what I mean? Like, you know, these, this Facebook Live. Do you live, think he like, actually has real plans of that, though? I don't no. think he's ever actually. I, don't, come I think up that with he actually. Plan. I think he has a fantasy of, wanting, uh, of doing right. it. Like JD uh, producing. Like JD directing, yeah. Like, and it's just, and I think that it's at least Jackie, when he was there, he did stand up. And so, whenever the show wasn't going on, he would go do his stand up. And Benji wants to kind of be something and do something, but he hasn't done anything outside of it. So, except for his own Facebook Live thing, you know. So, it's a, it's weird, but he's also talked about, like, you know, that's part of his resentment and contention with the show and with Howard is like, I don't. I feel like I'm not being. You've heard those like conversations with Benji and Howard, where he feels like I'm not. I'm not being fulfilled here, or something like that. Right. So, but I think that's a product of him just working there for twenty some years and thinking that, oh, if I could make my own thing, then I'd have my own name for myself. Sure. I think that jackie to a lesser extent and then Artie to the most extent got the most respect from howard i think that jackie was a little bit his equal but i think that i actually think that Artie is one of the few people in show history that howard actually treated as his equal and kind of gave him that respect whereas 
when Artie's telling a story, it would just be treated with respect more as if Richard was or if Sal was or... He wasn't yeah, looking for an angle was. to make fun of them. Right. He wasn't just, just like waiting to... to the, right. He was legitimately taking them as an equal staff member instead of looking for how can I make a joke at, a, at each line. Which, yeah. I mean, Howard makes great with the other guys, but I think already commit, like ultimately had that respect, and I think that there hasn't been anyone before or since that quite had that angle that Artie did that was truly, you know, one of one of the equals with Robin and Howard. That's a great point because I – you're right. Uh, Jackie didn't get that respect. Benji definitely didn't get that respect. Benji got the least amount of that respect. Right. It was the exact polar opposite with Benji in the studio than right. it was with Artie in the studio because you're right. Whenever Artie would tell a story or they would just be riffing, there was – there was no point where you felt that Howard was listening to Artie thinking of like, oh, how can I spin this? How can I right. how can I turn this how and make this funny? Clown on him how can I clown on him? There was, and there was plenty of times where he could have. If if somebody else was saying the exact words that Artie was, like a Richard or something like that, Howard would have jumped right. all over And they even took issue with that before where Sal and Richard would try to say, yeah, to come a point where Artie's like, I'm not your equal. I'm better than you on the show. I'm right. an established comedian, and I'm not your equal. Right. You guys call it radio, and I'm, you know, and I'm in the studio. That's fucking next great. To Howard. That's why I fucking love Artie. <laughs> right. Artie was the best. I, I, and maybe that's why Howard loved him. Yeah. You know, he had the balls. Right. And that's why we still love him. Yeah. Even though he's fucked up. Yeah, it sucks that Artie had its issues because Artie was fucking awesome in the studio, man. Like there was there was something really special about Artie in studio. That was a great era. It was a great era, and I it, there was there was more fun to be had with that era. Absolutely, um, because I don't know. There was something really cool about Howard seeing Artie as that, and. and they were so opposite in the way they carried themselves, like polar opposites. You know right. what I mean? Like Howard just so meticulous and careful and already just kind of living his life. And that's life. probably what Howard loved about it, too. And it was cool dynamic to see Howard just be cool with it. You know like I mean? Or he, was, he was fascinated with it, right? I think. And letting Artie just kind of like express himself. And again, just watching that dynamic was, was really interesting. Um yeah, it sucks that it kind of got cut short. And and I still don't think that anyone's better than having Artie as that additional person on the mic, those, that quick wit. I mean, at that time, it's Artie, Howard, Fred, and Robin, all with live mics, all jumping on. You know, you got four of the quickest wits in entertainment going at it and just like, some of the stuff that they would come up with improv or based off a caller or off a whack packer, that was like really some of the best stuff that the Stern show ever produced. Yeah. And I bet Howard would say that. Right. Like that was a great, when they first kind of the end of the K rock coming to coming to satellite and then kind of re reintroducing the show into that more uncensored, and then establishing more topics that they could talk about. That was just a great era in the Stern Show. And here's why I think Howard probably loves that era, not just with Artie, but even uh, Benji, maybe not so much. But, you know, Jackie and Artie, 
having him in the studio, I feel like Howard doesn't have to work as hard. And he's got all of that. Right. You know what I mean? Like if he if he has Artie in studio and, and and it's up to Artie to tell a story for five minutes even. That's five minutes that Howard doesn't know. Like he doesn't need to... I mean, he's going to be on. He's always on. And he's, it's his show. But he trusts somebody enough to like to know that like all right i can give this up for a minute and let and it's still going to be entertaining uh a lot yeah, of people a lot of trust there a lot of trust and with his staff he has to work twice as hard you know what i mean ronnie comes in ronnie's not funny i mean ronnie's ridiculous but right. ronnie's only funny because of howard and fred and studio talking about ronnie right. while he's talking uh and that's that's the case with the most of the people. A lot of a lot of the whack pack. Yeah, a lot of the whack pack. Like a lot of people interested in, on staff. So I'm sure there's a part of Howard, if, if you admit it or not, that that misses that aspect of it, where it's like I have somebody else in the studio that I could trust, and I think that's a big part of it. Like that he he probably misses, and I'm sure he had that with Jackie too. After a few, you know, after years, where he trusts somebody that like, all right, if I give this up to them for a minute or two. It's still going to be entertaining for the audience, because that's all he re- really cares about, you know. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of trust involved in that era, and we really haven't seen it since. And Robin obviously has always been there, and Fred. But now they they do do a good job of bringing more of the guys in the back, and Chris Wilding, and Mamet, and right. obviously JD, and Richard Sally. These guys have always been a part of the show, but. And they're great. That like core they're... element in the room with the open mic, the hot mic on. I don't think anyone before or after has done it like Artie. And I think that every every Stern fan has a soft spot in their heart for Artie. Sure. Yeah, I know I do, man. Uh, yeah, man, I was watching. I watched that show crashing on HBO. Uh, Artie was in the first two seasons. I think it's in season three now. He's so fucking good, and he's so funny in that show, and like very talented. And it kind of just like it, it brings you back for me. Like it brings me back to like the Artie from the show, just like that. And just I mean, basically just because it's Artie, and you get to see him, not his act necessarily, but like he's so good at just I don't know, man. Like you get the you get a piece of him from that show, and just like you got a piece of him from the Howard Stern show, and. Yeah, man, it makes me miss him, and I know he's going through shit right now, so that sucks to to see that go on. But he was really good in that show, and like it kind of brought back a lot of the Howard Stern memories too. And I'm like, fuck, I wish he was still on that show too. Yeah, and one thing that sucks is him and Howard have kind of had a falling out, where Artie will kind of take pleasure in uh, openly bashing the Stern show when he gets a chance. And he'll make some good points. And things have changed, and like anything in life changes. But I, I think that there's definitely been that falling out where now you'll see way less of Artie on Sternthology. I think they're definitely making steps away from Artie. Um, and, and anyone would do that that gets publicly bashed. I don't think Howard's going to welcome that with open arms. And I think Howard's done a good job of just kind of not going there and not, I guess, stooping to that level. But, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, Howard would have went on an hour-long rant and just bashed Artie into oblivion. But I think that he doesn't want to play that game either. I think that he still has that 
ultimately, I think that he really just loves Artie and he doesn't want to put him in any bad situation. He doesn't want to go on the air for an hour and and totally bash him. So I think that um, both have kind of taken their jabs, but maybe now it's a little bit leveled out and Artie will always have his respect in you know, the Stern Show universe. Yeah. I think that Howard just doesn't want to... He's just not going to address it. He's just... I mean, he wants the people to think that this isn't even on my radar. This isn't even on the forefront of my mind. And it probably isn't. Um, Like, to say, like, you know, the things that Howard... That already says about him in the show. Uh, I'm sure he hears it. I'm sure, like, he listens to it. But he's not going to address it. I just... You're right. I think that there's a part of him that's, like... He has a soft spot for Artie. And he just doesn't want to go there. Yeah. He knows he has He the, lightly touched on it like yeah. a little bit at the beginning. Just kind of saying that. Because people say, hey, why don't you have Artie on? Why don't you have a reunion? Well, Artie yeah, has this thing because he had the book. And, you know, he has that story like how he reached out to Gary and right. had me on. And they turned him down. Turned him down. Right. And he was in serious. He was at serious. Wash your hands of it. Yeah, he was at right. serious, and they just kind of kept turning him down. But he also alluded to it was like guys on the staff were cool with him, but it was like Howard was the one who kind of was giving him a cold shoulder. That was the impression that he kind of gave people. So I, w- I wonder what the truth is to that. Yeah, and I think he talks a little bit about having still connections with the staff, and he'll talk about Marcy Turk and. Talk about the stuff that Howard doesn't want to have on the air. So he still definitely has a somewhat of a connection and talk about what he doesn't like about the Stern show. Uh, yeah. But but I do think that... And Howard used to kind of lightly touch upon... Um, well, let, let's be honest. Howard only has a couple more years. So a topic that has been brought up is does Howard address these things as kind of... For instance, does he have Jackie on another time before the show's over? Does I don't think he'd have Artie on at this point. Um, I say yes. Does he have Stuttering John on? You know, I mean, it made great radio, and I think Isn't ultimately that what it's that's all what Howard's all about. That's what I say. I think that's what it's all about. I mean, yeah, I, this is definitely wishful thinking on my part. But if I were to step in like producer's shoes of the Howard Stern show. What a great way to go. I mean, you have a year and a half or however long, two years to to get this done. But say two out of those three people you just mentioned to have in, between Jackie, Artie, Stuttering Stuttering John, to have a good interview with them. Eh, Stuttering John, nobody really cares about. But Jackie would be a great interview. Yeah, he's had Jackie on, I know, post after he left, but... But it wasn't like in the sense of like that he felt like he just should keep having him on. I think it would be a great interview, just a great interview. Jackie uh, Bartling has a a really interesting career, you know, aside from the Howard Stern show. So it would be interesting to hear you know that aspect, but also just the inner workings of the show at that time. And then the Artie interview. I mean, think about Artie's career out after the Stern show, which is just like it would be. I mean. He's had crazy drug problems. I mean, the fact that, like, I mean, his his face is deformed from it. And so, like, I just want to hear, you know, from Marty as far as, like, that would be a great interview. I don't know. So, if that would happen, that would be great. Yeah, and I think Howard has said, like, 
he doesn't want to send Artie into any type of a negative negative place. Um, but as as Stern fans, I think that that would be on anyone wish list, especially as we're winding down, unfortunately, on Howard's career. I think that would be on any Stern Show fans short list of interviews. I just don't see it happening. I don't I don't think Howard would take that risk of putting Artie in a bad place, which is probably the best decision. And I think maybe there's just more potential of negative coming out of it than what a great interview it would be. But you know, we wish Artie the best. And hopefully he'll live on past the Stern Show. Maybe uh, Howard will retire in a couple of years and Artie hopefully will continue in entertainment. He's super talented, really yeah. funny. I hope I've so. laughed anytime I've ever seen him in anything. And you know why I love Artie? Because like, you can just tell he's just a super sweet guy at heart. You yeah. know what I mean? Just like a nice guy. I he came from really like... humble. I mean, he was like a Doc Shoreman in Jersey. Yeah. He is really the epitome of coming from humble beginnings for sure and put his own career together ended up doing stand-up doing comedy ended up on mad tv ended up on the stern show and you know he's on stand-up all over the world and still is in judd apatow's show on hbo now so all the best to Artie as we wrap up our show about who's been in the room yes super talented people and maybe uh Maybe anyone will end up in the room. I doubt it, but maybe that's why Howard does these panel shows now. I think he likes getting people in there, getting people in the studio, but I don't think anyone will replace the people yeah. we mentioned today between Jackie, Artie, obviously Fred and Robin will always be there. But We could do a whole episode on Fred and his, and his involvement in the room because, as we both agree, this guy's a fucking genius and... He deserves his own bug. I could talk for an hour about Fred. That's right. We'll do our own episode on Fred. But for now, let's wrap up this discussion on the people in the room and throughout the history of the Howard Stern Show. Uh, we'll be bringing you more topics here shortly, but for now, I'm Tyler Cortad. I'm Daniel Coyne. And we'll see you next time. Hey now! Also, you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. 
Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.